If you or someone you love has a food allergy, then there is at least one thing that they deal with every single day that can be both annoying and stressful, and that is remembering that epinephrine auto-injector. Actually, both of those epinephrine auto-injectors, because as you'll hear in this podcast, you really should keep both of them with you. This can be stressful, and auto-injectors tend to get forgotten in the worst possible times. But my guest today has created a solution to this problem. His name is Joey Deganji, and he is the founder and CEO of AssureTech, which created the Epicenter app, which is a way to help you and your kiddo remember that epinephrine auto-injector. But the app does so much more, y'all. Very excited to have Joey on the podcast And stay tuned at the end of the podcast because he's been gracious enough to provide my listeners with a really nice offer. Y'all know we only have nice people on this show. Okay, let's learn about Joey's story. It's going to be so inspiring. And let's learn about this cool tool that we now have for our arsenal to navigate the world with food allergy. Welcome to Food Allergy and Your Kiddo with Dr. Alice Hoyt the podcast about demystifying food allergies, diminishing allergy anxiety, and taking back control. Let's navigate this challenge together with evidence-based information, scientific research, and tried and proven practices. And now, here's your host, board-certified allergist and immunologist specializing in food allergy, Dr. Alice Hoyt. Welcome to our podcast today, Joey. I am so excited to have you here. Thank you. Yeah, excited to be on. So as I said in the introduction, you are the CEO and founder of AssureTech, and you created the Epicenter app. So tell me, let's start with how did you start on your food allergy journey? So I started from about uh, eight months old. I have um, I have a peanut and tree nut food allergy, which we found out on vacation. My parents gave me a little bit of uh, peanut butter M&M ice cream. And so pretty much from that point on, it's been a, uh, you know, kind of daily stru- or daily um, activity, just trying to manage the, uh, the food allergy more effectively. And when I was in uh, my junior year of college, you know, still kind of in that transitional phase as a, uh, a young adult. And that's what led me down the path to uh, trying to find better ways to help people manage the condition. So there was all these things I was noticing that were difficult for me, um, like remembering to bring my EpiPen the, uh, you know, not knowing how to uh, get help during an emergency, all of these different things like that. I started to kind of take notice of that in my life. And that's what, what led down the uh, the entrepreneurial side of the food allergy journey. Wow. Was it, was it one particular event that you said, you know what, it's time for me to start this company. It's time for me to develop this app, this way to help other people who are, who are going through things just like me. What, what was finally that point for you? So I was taking a course my junior year called Entrepreneurial Creative Thinking. And so we had this uh, assignment. We were supposed to keep a journal every day of things that we found in their life that, you know, just problems that we picked up on. And for me, you know, I was sitting in class one day and unfortunately I looked down my pocket. I'm like, ooh, forgot my, forgot my auto injector again, because I, I, this was, this was one of the things I really struggled with. And so I was like, okay, we'll put that on the list. Forget auto injector. And I started to think about it more and it just started to rattle around in my brain, all of these different little things I would notice throughout the day that were, were difficult about having a food allergy, having a food allergy as a young adult. 
and the list started to grow. And so our final project was to take one of our ideas or a group of our ideas and create a business model and present that. And so I, pre- I presented the business model that would eventually become the Epicenter app. And it was you know received very well. And the, uh, the professor of the, of the class, he was the head of the small business incubator on campus, which had some funding and some, some guidance available for entrepreneurial students. And he encouraged me, he said, hey, you know, you can, this, you can start a business around this idea if you want. And, you know, I definitely want to be able to help people like me with food allergies. So I just, I decided to take the plunge. What an exciting time that must have been. Let's fast forward now to current state of the app. I, I told you before we, we went to recording that I was playing around on it the other day and there is so much good information on it. So break it down for our listeners. Um, once they go to the app store or, or even before then, how do they find it? And then tell us, tell us all the cool stuff that it does. Sure. So the Epicenter app is on iOS and Google Play. You can look it up either by name or by visiting our website, epicenter-case.com. Uh, and then you'll be able to learn more about what we're doing. And we have it on uh, social media as well. You can find the download buttons. But so once you get the app, the, the real mission behind the software was trying to help people manage their food allergy on you know during, during an emergency, when you travel, or just on a day-to-day basis. Just kind of being that all-in-one solution, whatever, whatever aspect of food allergy life you're, you're managing. So on that emergency side, with um, with a swipe of a button, you're able to call emergency services, uh, send an automatic SMS alert to your uh, your emergency contacts, like your parents, friends. It shares your that you're having a, an allergic reaction, and it also shares your live GPS location, so they can find you and and, and help you. Um, it'll locate the nearest hospital or hospitals relative to your location. You can display a medical ID, and then we also partnered with Kyle Dine and Equal Eats. They are a food allergy translation company, um, and now we have uh, an emergency help message that can be translated in 47 different languages uh, through that partnership as, as part of that emergency function. That is all amazing. Tell me what, um, I mean, you, you created it. You created each part of it with a purpose. Tell me um, what is probably your favorite component of the app? Oh, man, I I think it would depend on a lot of you know, where, where I am in the world at that point. So right after college, I was uh, continuing to build my company and I took a, uh, uh, position as well for a company called KDAM mobile. They're a, a software developer that's based in Taiwan that was eventually looking to uh, start an office in the United States. And so right after college, I went over to Taiwan. This was my first time out of the country. I knew nothing about explaining my allergy in a different language and then, uh, had a, a life threatening reaction over there due to uh, miscommunication. And so the translation features the locating a hospital if you don't have the ability to ask for for help finding one and the emergency messages. That was a really important feature because that was, you know, the kind of the catalyst behind some of the that that design. And so being able to work with with Kyle to to bring that into the Epicenter app was really cool. Whenever I travel, that obviously is the number one number one piece. Yeah. And I think a lot of our listeners who, a lot of whom are food allergy mamas and many of whom are, are, are sending their kiddos to college now, um, or, you know, starting high school, kiddos getting more and more freedom, but also having 
devices, this type of app could certainly be helpful and and give some of these food allergy mamas some a little bit more reassurance and and just help these kiddos better navigate life while having a food allergy, just like what it's doing for you um, and what it's doing for for your users. Um, what sort of feedback have you gotten from your users? Uh, so far, the reception's been really, really positive. And to your point, a lot of the a lot of the thought process was that this would be great for you know for that college age group um, as 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 people start to transition, and that was part of the thing. Uh, so we partnered with Menu Trinfo uh, and Betsy Craig to help intru- you know introduce the the app and make it available for campuses. And so that was a that was kind of a new angle we're taking off, but trying to uh, make it more and more accessible for students so they can access all the features in there as well as trying to aggregate even information about scholarships that you can apply for if you have food allergies and trying to build out that resource for that age group. That's fantastic. One of my favorite parts of the app is the FDA listing of allergen recalls. Can you talk a little bit about why, how you put that in there? Because that that's fantastic to me. Sure. So yeah, that was kind of part around that idea of wanting to help on some of the day-to-day management parts with with a food allergy. And one of the things, of course, is that you know uh, companies change their manufacturing process or or mistakes occur on during the manufacturing uh, side. And so what the FDA does is they'll publish um, recall updates. And so I found this uh, as part of the resources that they offer on their website. And so then what we did was we programmed the app to automatically uh, populate new updates within the app. And then you also get an email alert as well. So all of a sudden, whenever the FDA publishes something, you'll get that notification that, you know, such and such food has been recalled because of these allergens found. And I'm just sitting here thinking, wow, all of this started because you were in your entrepreneurial creative thinking class and looked down and said, I forgot my auto injector. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting to look back, and it's it just it just kind of took off. It was really nice. I imagine your professor is very proud of you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we keep in touch. <laughs> That's amazing. So, how do you use the app? Sort of every day. Is it something that you know you're getting those emails about the alerts? Is it something where you have push notifications? You're searching through. I know there's a community aspect on the app as well. Tell me about sort of your just day to day use of it. Sure. So definitely whenever a new FDA update comes, I, I try to read that right away just to make sure that it's, you know, figure out if it's something that I need to, you know, be aware of if it's, it has to do with, in my case, peanut or tree nut food allergies. So I'll always check that whenever that comes in. Um, and like you said, the community part, I really enjoy as well. So we work with a number of different bloggers in the uh, community, a few podcasters, and we'll stream their content through our platform. Um, which is great because we get some really cool topics, everything from, we have people talking about traveling. We have people talking about self-advocacy, you know, just mm-hmm. all, all the things like, you know, just even, even how to tell your friends, you know, Hey, here's, here's my food allergy. Can we, you know, here's, here's some of the adjustments that, you know, if you can make or, or what to be aware of. And there's just so many great things that people bring in. And we have a few allergy moms on there as well. That'll share things about raising kids that I never would have even thought of that. I know my parents are probably doing behind the scenes. So there's some really great content coming from all over the place. And it's nice that we can kind of pull a lot of that together through the app. 
And how can other organizations, people who are interested in this work, how can they get involved with what you're doing? Sure. So with uh, one of the things that we also introduce is we have a, uh, a store available through the app and through the website. And so what this is, this is, it's a, uh, it's an e-commerce platform that supports allergy friendly products, metal, medical or gear, pretty much anything and everything that these com- these companies out there are making available to people with food allergies. And so what we did um, is we set up our platform. If you're a allergy friendly manufacturer, you can go on there, apply. And once you're approved, you can list all of your products on there uh, and they'll be listed on the app, on the website. Um, we'll, we're always happy to share it out on social media, but we really do our best. We want to connect people with food allergies to as many great resources out there as possible. And so that new update that we have in, in the store, now it makes it easier for companies that are doing these great things for the community to, to get the word out. You know, we talked a little bit earlier about there are some moms on the platform and you thinking, oh, the, these are the things that my parents were thinking. Um, you as a millennial are part of that group that was sort of the first uptick of kiddos really starting to have more food allergies. We first noticed the uptick in in peanut allergy in particular in the 90s. And that's when those recommendations were made of like, oh, maybe kids should avoid early early on, should avoid Mm -hmm. these allergenic foods. Now we know that that's wrong. But now we're really getting the first generation of kiddos and now young adults who have been dealing with food allergies their entire life, and that is you. And what have been some of your challenges? I know that you're taking the challenges that you've had and you're fixing a lot of them by having this app and making it available to everybody um, by by just creating it and, and putting it out there. But what have been some of your challenges? How have you overcome them? And then I'll also ask you, if this question weren't long and loaded enough, um, how have you seen the change in the landscape of food allergy? All right. So I think in terms of the landscape, just to kind of work backwards, I think one of the coolest things is that there's just so much more information available. I remember back when I was really, really young, my parents would, they would have to drive to conference to conference to, to learn information, to do the research. We had, I forget what it was, but there was, there was a, a video that was put out on like VHS that had a bunch of information that we would watch together. And on just, VHS. <laughs> on VHS. And yeah, like that, that was the process. If you wanted to, yeah. to learn something about food allergies, now you type it in as a, you know, a parent with a, you know, newly diagnosed food allergic child you can find so many different resources. You can find communities, you can find technology, you can find databases, all of this great stuff. And that's been really nice to see. And I think there was, there, there weren't as many precedents out there for, for finding the right information. So I think that's a really cool thing to see in the changing landscape. And it looks like that's going to keep, uh, it's going to keep continuing that way. I mean, I'm on a, I'm on a podcast about food allergies right now. Like, Exactly. That, that would have made life so much better for my parents back then. So it's really nice to see these kinds of things popping up. That's going to be huge. And in terms of the challenges myself, I think, um, you know, the, the biggest ones really came from just taking more responsibility over, over my own condition. And my, my parents, to their credit, they did a really good job. I was always the one that had to ask the waiter or waitress about my condition from, you know, pretty much as soon as I was able to speak. So they, they did a really good job of, of drilling that into my head. 
but then all the things that you don't realize they were doing for you, you start to notice that as you get out on your own. And so I had to, uh, you know, make, make the adjustments as I went. But, um, yeah, that was probably the, the, the biggest challenge for me. I bet your parents are so proud of you. <laughs> yeah. You are, you're doing amazing things for, for this world and for a community that not only needs access to information, but needs access to evidence-based information, needs resources, um, especially, I mean, so many, so many kids, especially now in college, they do, well, maybe not right now with COVID, but they do these overseas trips. Mm. And I mean, I know so many families who do have significant concern about, um, even their, their young adult children, um, traveling and, and managing their food allergy and God forbid having an accidental ingestion like you had. And, yeah. and not only having that, having a reaction, but then, not knowing how or where to get help for that reaction. And with the Epicenter app, you are significantly improving those types of situations. We all know you can't prevent everything, but you can have a plan in place. God forbid there is some sort of reaction. Yeah. And that really, I mean, when I had my reaction, I always say if if you're going to have it, it, that was the right circumstances because it was at my place of work. So I was surrounded by coworkers who were very familiar with my, you know, with, with my food allergy. Um, they spoke Chinese and they knew the area. So as soon as I, I started going to anaphylactic shock, they got me in the car, drove me to the hospital, translated on my behalf and took the day off to make sure that I was okay in the hospital. I mean, I, I could not have been luckier that be surrounded by people like that. And yeah, but and, you know, while, while I was in the bed, like the hospital bed laying there, I, I kind of had this moment. I was like, oh. What would happen if this was on the weekend and this was on my own or with my my best friend who we only sp- spoke English? We would have been so unbelievably hopeless at that point. It, it was it was kind of like a sober moment. And so I started to kind of just take note of everything going on, like all the resources that I had available, like, you know, the, them communicating on my behalf or knowing where the hospital was. And that list that I started making there that day was kind of what became the uh, the workflow diagram for the emergency features in the app right now. So that really formed the base of it. It was, it was an in the moment observation and that's what we built that whole function around. Okay, Joey, I'm noticing in your app, your app just has so much um, awesome information in it, but you also have the allergy store and in your allergy store, they have um, multiple items that a lot of food allergy families do purchase um, regularly, but I'm looking specifically at the auto injector carrying cases because this is always very important. How can you keep your auto injector at a good temperature? Tell me about these Epicenter app compatible auto injector carrying cases. Sure. So thinking back, you know, I kind of talked about that original, you know, that original idea that sparked the whole company. It was me in class, forgot my EpiPen with me that day. What we decided to do was we wanted to find a way that just we, we want to make sure that you always are able to carry your medication with you, that you never leave home without it. And so what we designed are cases that attach or hold your, your EpiPen or AubiQ. Always, you know, we make sure that all of them can hold two. Um, and so what they do is they have Bluetooth technology inside of them. Now, that Bluetooth technology is going to wirelessly connect with our software. So then whenever you leave home without your medication, 
you as the, the user and your network, so your emergency contacts, would get a notification saying, you know, hey, you just left your, your, EpiPet, your epinephrine behind, go back and get it. Here's where it was last seen. So the idea is really just trying to connect you with that resource at all times. Make sure you never leave home without it. So let me break this down, make sure I'm understanding. If your epinephrine auto injectors, which you should carry both of them, that they come in a two pack um, for a couple of reasons. One, they come in a two pack in case one of the devices fails. Two, they come in a two pack so that if you need another dose, you have it right there. And that second dose can be given, like if, if you're noticing the kiddo's not responding or not, not getting better after that first dose, typically around five minutes is when it's totally fine to give another dose. Um, of course, at this point, if you're managing an allergy emergency, you're on the phone with 911 and you can describe the situation to them. Um, there was, there, that was a little bit of information about why we need two of them. And that's why it's, it's cool that, that your cases have space for both devices. Um, but what you're telling me is that if your auto injectors are in the epicenter carrying case, then that carrying case is connected via Bluetooth to not just your phone app, but also to your emergency contacts. So what I'm envisioning is that a 15-year-old kiddo is going to soccer practice and then he's going to a friend's house afterwards. He's got his auto injectors in his epicenter app carrying case and he leaves the house without it. But he has his phone because we all always have our devices with us. Of course. Yep. Yep. So then what would happen? His phone would get a, uh, a notification from the app saying, you know, hey, you left your, your case behind. Here's where it was last seen. And then the contacts that you set up would also get an SMS alert saying, you know, hey, you know, Johnny just left his, his medication behind. And so everyone would get that, that, that alert so they can go back and make sure you have the medication with you. Wow. That's pretty cool. Thanks. That's pretty cool. And what I also noticed is that um, your cases have, and they're in pre-order, right? Yes. Yeah. So right now we expect to go to manufacturing uh, end of summer, early fall. And if you order right now, you can save $20 on the cases and get three months of that membership. Very cool. Very cool. And you were telling me uh, when we weren't recording that they're made in the USA. Yes. Yeah. So we, we're going to be creating them right here in uh, Pennsylvania, central Pennsylvania. That's awesome. That is awesome. And this kind of came from your experience. Well, I guess it directly came from your experience as a now 20 something who has food allergy. Is that right? Yep. Yep. That was one of my biggest struggles, um, much to my parents' dismay. So we, you know, that was one of the first innovations I wanted to come up with. This is Alexis from the Hoyt Institute of Food Allergy. Did you know that the Institute is the official sponsor of the Food Allergy and Your Kiddo podcast? And did you also know that you are now able to connect with Dr. Hoyt directly? 
That's right. We are now offering food allergy office hours for parents. These one-on-one virtual sessions are available for parents all across the country. It's an educational session, not an office visit, where you can ask all of your food allergy questions and finally get answers. It's as comfortable as having a cup of coffee with your bestie. Simply click the link in the show notes to schedule and mention this ad. We are so, so excited to connect with parents across the globe with this new service. Okay, now back to Pam and Dr. Hoyt. Joey, this is fantastic. This is amazing. Um, what message do you want to send to moms of kids who are going to college right now? And then what message do you want to send to very young college kids or teenagers who are now starting to to be more independent? What messages do you want to send to those two groups? Oh, man. I mean, I think for um, for the college kids that are, are going out there, um, you know, really find find a good a good network. I think that's one of the the most helpful things. I mean, in my case, when I was in Taiwan, it was my my colleagues when I was in college. Uh, my roommates and my and my other best friends they were really good about uh, you know helping me watch out for the food allergy. Uh, even sometimes they, if somebody do, for example, would sit at our our cafeteria table, they in the dining hall, they would they would be the first ones to mention something if somebody brought peanuts there. I wouldn't even have to do it, and that took a lot of the pressure off myself. So just you know, surround yourself with with good people. I think that's you can't go wrong with that strategy. Absolutely, absolutely. And I can't have a. I'm going to have you answer the the second question about um, what to tell the mamas, but mm-hmm. I, I can't talk about food allergy and college kids without highlighting that um, college is a time where people are exploring things. It is so important to do exactly what you just said of make a good group of friends. Yeah. Um, but also from me wearing my 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 allergist hat, um, alcohol lowers the threshold of having an allergic reaction. Mm. What I mean by that is that if you're consuming alcohol and you ingest your allergen, you are much, much, much more likely to have an allergic reaction than if you just had a, a small bite and didn't have alcohol in your system. Um, other things that can do that are NSAIDs. Um, and then also when you are drinking, then you are more likely to make not great decisions. And some of that not, not great decision might be, oh, not not reading the back of a food label before you right. eat something or just trusting somebody that like, oh, yeah, I don't think it has peanuts in it. Um, so there's my plug for for alcohol and food allergy. It does not mix very well. Um what would you say to those mamas out there? I'm at a loss. I'm trying to think of what the the best advice would be. I think um, I, I, w- I would reach out to the the dying halls and and different some of the different resources at the school. Yeah, I think um, so. Just back to my own experience, we were really pleasantly surprised by some of the resources that we had available to us. And I think you know for the the student going in, it's nice to know what you have access to. And for the, you know, the parents, just for your own peace of mind, I think being able to connect and find out, you know, dying hall procedures, things like that. So I remember I had a, uh, a baker. She was, she was a woman that would, she would prepare all the, the desserts and stuff like that. I, uh, my freshman year, as soon as I got in, she was nice that she walked me around the dying hall, showed me what was safe and what wasn't uh, even found out that there were certain desserts that 
most people have had. I'd never had a, a chance to, to eat before because they're always made in the same ones with uh, things that contain peanuts. And she would make separate cakes for my friends and I sometimes just to let me try all of these things for the first time. So I think if you're, you know, a food allergy mama out there, like just, you know, find out what, what kind of resources are there. And that's really going to, it's just going to put a smile on your face. You'll feel better about sending your child to school, I think. That is wonderful, wonderful advice, Joey. I I am so, I feel so blessed that we're having this conversation and that there is this type of resource available for people who have food allergies um, because it's such a real world resource. It's such, it's, it, as you beautifully described, it's something that you created out of your own necessity to help you manage your disease process. And it, it really went from being an idea to you saying, this is what it needs. You being in a hospital bed saying, if, if I'm going through this and this was sort of a best case scenario, as you described, mm-hmm. then what if it was the worst case scenario, you know? Yeah. And here you are describing this amazing app. So recap for us, where can you get it? Um, I didn't ask you about cost. I don't remember if it costs anything, um, but tell us all about that. And um, any any last thoughts that you have for our audience? Sure. So you can find us again. So we're on iOS store and Google Play. We are the Epicenter app. And you can look us up by visiting epicenter-case.com. Uh, the app is free to download. Um, all, the, all the core emergency functionality, the FDA alerts, the community, all of that is, is always free to access. There's some paid options within the app. For example, at $4.99, you can unlock everything. Uh, and that includes discounts on all the products that we have in the allergy store. So if you want to, you know, we have partnerships with some of these great companies in the community and you can you can pay for some options there, but everything else is, is always free in the app. $4.99. $4.99. Yeah, $4.99. Or free. Or free. Joey, thank you so much. It's really great to be on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Y'all, wasn't that just so inspiring? You know, we worry when our children have challenges, whether it's health challenges, emotional challenges, physical challenges. And here is a now young man who took a big challenge, having food allergy his entire life, basically, and not only is he overcoming that challenge, but he is helping other people manage the challenge. Um, Just what a blessing to our food allergy community that we have members of this community who do just that. So I was so happy to have Joey on the podcast, and he was gracious enough to also provide a code um, to my listeners. I'm pulling it up here. The code is KIDDO, K-I-D-D-O, and the code will get you an extra month of free membership with either the premium membership alone or when you pre-order any of the Epicenter app compatible cases. If you get the membership alone, it's 60 days. If you pre-order any of the cases, it's 120 days, so that's active now. I know a lot of times when you're um, using a code from a podcast and there's some sort of affiliate um benefit to the podcaster. I don't have any sort of benefit. So I am just telling y'all about this opportunity because it's 
the right thing to do. I don't get any sort of um, financial incentive to do this. Um, I just thought that his app and really his story was a story that I wanted to tell on this podcast because it really shows more than here's a cool product, right? And what this story is really showing, what it really is, is a story of overcoming a challenge and taking something that was difficult for him, difficult for his family, fixing the problem not just for himself, but for others. And that's amazing. And for you mamas who are sending your kiddos to college this year, Joey and I put together a checklist of what your kiddo needs uh, when going back to college with a food allergy. So check that out on the info blog, foodallergyandyourkiddo.com. There will be a link to that in the show notes. And y'all, as I always say, I am an allergist, but I'm not your allergist. So talk with your allergist about things you learned today. And of course, during this time, especially with this hurricane coming up, y'all, God bless you, stay safe, and God bless your family. Thanks for listening to this episode of Food Allergy and Your Kiddo with food allergist, Dr. Alice Hoyt. For more information on navigating the world of food allergy, visit www.foodallergyandyourkiddo.com and follow Dr. Hoyt on Twitter at Dr. Alice Hoyt. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review. Let's take the anxiety and confusion out of food allergy.